Hello and welcome to episode 113 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. It is the second week of 2020 and I'm still keeping up with my new year, new me attempt of not being so big. <laughs> okay, I guess is the only way to put it. I'm, I'm week two into trying to be a little bit less big and yep, still doing, still still focused, still still training eating well, a little bit sore today, I did I did the first bit of weights yesterday, and you know what, now I'm a little bit stiff all over, and by a little bit stiff all over, I think I'm paralysed, but that's all part of it, we're going to keep um, going, keep powering, keep pumping through, um, bit of a strange podcast going to be this week, you know, obviously, um, it's been a very, it's been a very, you know, up and down week, the, obviously, um, at the start of the week, found out the news about Stephen Clements, which was, you know, so sad. You know, there's no other way to, to put it other than just really, really, really sad, sad news is passing. Um, again, I don't want to go into it too much now because it, it'll it'll be just you know just sad for everybody, listeners, myself, whatever. You know, we we um covered a lot about about Stephen and memories and stuff on uh, the Boytown podcast last week, myself and Shane, um, you know, sharing some of our memories and stuff. And I think that was that was nice to do, um, for us, you know, to just chat about things. And then obviously at the end of the week I got to see um one of my great friends playing in an arena, doing stand up in an arena, you know, so that was a real, real good high. Um I'll get on to that in much more detail um, in a bit, but I just wanted to sort of speak to um, a lot of you guys, listeners, people out there who had responded to a clip that we had taken out of this week's Boytown podcast. Now, again, it was sort of a, it was something that we just ended up naturally talking about, and obviously with Stephen's passing and stuff, we we were both feeling a wee bit sad and, and down and stuff, and we ended up getting on to the, the topic of of mental health and I was talking about some of the difficulties I'd had whenever sort of we'd had holiday and stuff and just generally feeling a bit down and, and you know, we just chatted about it and the clip went out and a lot of people were, you know, responding to that in a positive way. Again, it wasn't something I'd sort of planned on chatting about but, you know, sometimes it just goes down that route and um, the, the, the support that we have had, Boytown has had from people um, sort of saying that, that listening to that has, you know, helped them or, you know, made them feel like they want to chat about things. You know, it's it was really nice and hopefully out of that, you know, if anyone's feeling a wee bit down, they'll chat about it, you know, feel a bit more comfortable to be doing so because obviously if a big sort of masculine, manly, hairy brute like myself can, can chat about it, you know, hopefully other people can as well you know and you know it's not often you get a lot out of comedy you get a lot of stand-up the instant reaction to laughs you know bringing people joy smiling all this kind of stuff um it's lovely you love doing that but also it's nice if you're some kind of platform where by people can maybe relate to other things as well and i think that's the beauty of podcasting with stand-up you you get on stage you do your turns you you do your bits you you're you're almost a a character in some respects like I know when I go on stage, I ham up what my real personality is. Because off stage, you know, I I mean, if, listen, guys, if I was as funny 
off the stage as I was on the stage. I mean, people just couldn't cope. You know, people would be walking around with stitches permanently. My wife, just she could probably need to be strapped up to some kind of oxygen machine because she'd just be laughing all the time. But I'm not, you know, I'm just a normal dude off the stage. So, you know, it's nice whenever we're doing podcasts to just maybe see a little bit more of... Of, of myself, you know, and again, it's a little bit, sometimes you're like, oh no, I don't know how I feel about clips going like that going out, because it's maybe just a little bit, you know, maybe a wee bit personal, but, you know, seeing the people responding to it, and, you know, hopefully, if we can help some people, that's all worth it, and again, just not going to dwell on it, but one last time I'm saying, if anyone out there is struggling at all, you know, just speak to friends, family, if you feel like you can't do that, visit your doctor have a chat you know let's all look after each other we're the weird we're the weirdos the weird universe we're all friends here and i'm just throwing a big hug out your way and hopefully you know you're gonna use in fact do it you know because i need the i need the 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 validation put your arms out and put your arms in the air and throw me a hug back nice um but yeah what a what a night it was on saturday there um, go and see Colin do a show Godzilla at the at the Odyssey, the SSE, if you will. Um, which to be fair, the the SSE is a bit of the Odyssey. I mean, you can't actually say SSE without saying Odyssey, you know. So I mean, anyway, what it was, it was just a great night. And obviously, Colin's the first time sort of anyone out of our group, our peers, almost have done a venue that size and. You know, obviously doing it's one thing, but selling it out is another thing. And then selling it out a second time, wee buttons, you know. It was it was an unbelievable thing to see. And as part of that, we, we sort of made a bit of a, a night of it. Myself and Shane, we went and met a few of the other boys. Um, met James McKegney, Jordan Robinson, Vittorio Angeloni, and Robbie McShane for Fernando's. And then after that, obviously being on this physique train that I'm on at the minute, the health and fitness master guru i decided to walk from nando's just outside the bbc opposite witherspoons to the odyssey that's some trek you know what i'm saying that is a is a nice week trek but it was lovely see the walk um over to the arena it was nice just sampling the uh just sampling the atmosphere going around belfast and it was a really uh, nice wee walk, you know. I'm getting a bit more into my walking these days because, I mean, I'm just trying to burn fat, so you do whatever you can. But it was a lovely walk over the Odyssey. We got over there um, just about half an hour before the doors opened and then um, went in and saw Jay from, from Shine um, and Colin Morning. And, I mean... Before a gig of that magnitude, you know, the before the gig, biggest gig of his life, you'd have thought Colin was just, you know, nipping to the shops to get, like, a loaf of bread. That's the kind of vibe he had. He wasn't, like, nervous. You know, like, sometimes you see guys before gigs pacing the place, be like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Wasn't nervous, just, like, as if he was just, you know, doing something trivial. You know, I would be, I, I was actually more nervous for him than he was, he's like, that's fucking that is what it is, and it was just a really good backstage environment, now, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of free booze, a lot of beer going about, some pizzas, some, um, some treats, but again, being on, on my health kick, I, like a bit of a nerd, <laughs> brought my own snacks, 
to the gig as a 33 year old man I brought my own um, my own grapes both uh, green and red to the gig and rather than indulging in any of the treats or the, the delicious um, pizza I just had some grapes and then now listen you're probably going oh but you went to Nando's first yeah guys I had chicken rice and peas you know the most bodybuilding type food there is and then I had my grapes and then I drank water you know, now, I'm not going to say I'm a total saint. I did have a little bit of champagne after the gig, like one sip, because, I mean, it would be remiss not to. Um, he just played a massive gig. I want to have a sip-sip with him, you know, a bit of the bubbly. Had that. Sadly, I was like, hmm, what is this sweet nectar that's just pouring down my gullet? And it was delicious, delicious champagne. And I was like, I, I actually could very, very soon get... <coughs> A taste for this and uh, be off on one um, but I didn't I stayed I stayed strong and then sneaked off off home after the gig but I mean just massive props to Colin it was a super night and um, he's doing it again on the 24th and I guess cause you go go if you can but you can't because there's no tickets but it was a super night the show was great really really funny the audience was was great as you can imagine some people were a little bit um too up for it maybe you know sometimes shouting a bit too much but other than that, it was just it was a really great night, and really finished nicely as well. Really funny set. The crowd loved it all on their feet at the end, and then Colin got Maureen out, and the two of them had a nice moment on stage. And you're sort of there thinking, that's just lovely. And he just played a massive gig. There's his wife, his life, his wife on stage. Just the two of them, you know. As much as Colin is the uh, is the brains behind a lot of the creative side, Maureen does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and she is a massive role to play in all that too so it was nice for her to be there on the stage and to them I thought that's just nice that's just good to see you know and it was just a super night you know it was really good crack again I had to sort of try and calm myself down a wee bit from not being uh, too excited and wanting to get on the sauce but I'm 33 years old I am mature and also a loser so I didn't um, drink at all, but I got a great night's sleep afterwards, you know, every cloud. Got up nice and early on Sunday and went down into my garage, into my own, uh, I say it's a gym, it's a garage with some equipment in it. You know, I've got all the, the uh, all the, I think you'd say, necessary equipment, you know. I've got the, the dumbbells, so they're quite heavy, you know. Got a dumbbells, got a kettlebells, got a slam ball, got a step, you know, got a bench. So I'm just in there doing doing a bit of circuits this morning, using some bands, working over the shoulders, you know. And it was good. Got in there, got a major sweat on, did about a 35-minute hit workout and was banjoed. And then after that, had a nice breakfast, some eggs, wee bit of brown bread, you know, neither one slice, of course, not going overboard. And then did a bit of playing with Holly, which was lovely. And then we went out National Trusting. Now, you guys might know this, but I am a National Trust guy. I enjoy going to National Trust properties. I enjoy walking around them. I like stretching my legs. I like, you know, burning calories and seeing history, you know. And this day we went to Mount Stewart. And it was 125th anniversary of the, uh, of the, um, of the National Trust. So it was like... 
again, I don't know whether it was specifically today or just generally this year. I assume it's this year. So, I mean, I'm just going to make the most of this year. The new membership that I have for the National Trust doesn't actually renew until the end of January. But I'm still, so I'm still using the old cards, but I've got the red cards ready to go for this year, and I'm buzzing. Um, but it was nice. Made some uh, content on my Instagram page. Anyone want to check that out? It was nice. Um, and a good, good fun time, you know. And now I'm just home. Um, I'm relaxing. I'm feeling comfortable. The radiator's on behind me. I'm just snuggly. You know, I just want to snuggle up and go to sleep, which isn't ideal because it's not actually all that late. It's only 25 past nine, but... It is what it is, and I feel really good. When I finish this, I'm probably gonna go in and see see her indoors for a minute. Who'll be watching the new series of Love Island? I'm trying to avoid that this time. Um, I tried to avoid it last time. I couldn't. I'm addicted to it. Um, and I'll probably end up watching this too. You know, again, not through wanting to watch Love Island, just through wanting to spend time with my wife because she'll be watching it. And what else? I'm not gonna do. I'm just gonna go and sit in another room. And and they're right or something. <laughs> nah, fuck that. I'm not. Um. But yeah, it was uh, it was something. Um. To be honest with you too. Um. I watched something on television this week that has left an Im- impact on my psyche as well. Um. I want to put it out there. I have been watching the TV series Game of Thrones recently. Um, I actually didn't watch it when it was on the TV at the time because I, I think I've said this before in the podcast. I'm a bit of, bit of a, a strange character. You know, I will not watch things that are that people rave about because more often than not, I think people are idiots, you know, and they're like, oh, it's so close, got to see it. And it's like, really, do it? And then, like, it's all hype and everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, do you guys not have time to fucking talk about something else and it's like fucking and then I just go I'm too cool for school I'm not watching that I'll leave it and that's what's happened with Game of Thrones until um, when we were staying in our, our rented house last year whenever our house had just shit coming out of the walls quite literally um, and I was staying in a in like a, a bed sit type place with wife and child and yeah uh, it was just basically an open plan kitchen with the the bedroom and then a bathroom and a bedroom. And Catherine was just watching Game of Thrones and I just could not help but hear it. And it seemed epic. And I went out, I watched it and I thought, I tell you what, I like this, right? I think I might have talked about this in last week's podcast, did I? I feel like this story is something I've I've told before. Oh maybe I got dementia shit. Um Long story short, right, I started watching Game of Thrones and working my way through it. I saw the episode known as The Red Wedding this week. And holy fuck, was that grim. Everyone's just being killed, stabbed, shot with bow and arrows. All, like, the main characters are just being culled like it's the fucking Night of the Long Knives. I did not know how to react. I actually think... Catherine laughed at me because I was just sitting there agape, mouth agape should I say because I know sometimes I dabble in poppers and other bits of me are agape but I just couldn't believe it and, and I haven't watched any Game of Thrones after that episode because I've just been too traumatised about everything, I don't know what 
to watch next. You know, I don't know how I'm going to cope with what's going on. It was just mad. Pure madness. And also probably one of the most goriest episodes of television I've ever seen. And listen, I watch Coronation Street. I've seen gore, you know. But that did, you know, people just having their, their throats cut. And I thought, you know, if you're going to show that particular act, do it off camera. You know, don't have full blood shooting everywhere. Well, we, that was just an extreme bit of drama that I just did not know how to cope with. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you watch TV programs that are just on. Like, you know, I know I was going to say just Tattoo of Us, but I'll never watch it. Because in my opinion, right, it's the worst TV show that's ever been made. I don't get the premise. For any of you who don't know, it's just a show where two people go on and they pick tattoos for the mates. And I mean, I don't know what the incentive is to do it. Because obviously your mate's going to pick a shite tattoo for you because... <laughs> They're brainless twats, right? So they're going to do that. And, they, and then the people go on and be like, oh, let's see my tattoo. Like, I saw one guy um, on, on Facebook. It was shared about the place. This guy went in and his tattoo was on his belly. And it was just basically a tattoo of a man bent over. And the guy's belly button was acting as a man on the tattoo's arsehole. And he was like, oh, raging. Obviously, you have a gaping man tattooed in your belly. And you went on that TV show. So guess what? You deserve it. You deserved, in fact, you just deserved that. You should have spread arseholes tattooed across your whole body and just an anus, a ball knot on your head. Just a big butthole tattoo, like a, a detailed butthole tattoo in your forehead. Because if you go on that show, you are, you are, you are fucking twat. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> you get what you deserve. And I just do not know what the premise of that show is, why people watch it. Obviously, people are getting mugged off, basically assaulted, because, I mean, that's assault, the permanent tattoo on you, your dickhead mates pick for you, you know, what's the benefit of going on that show? You know, if you're happy with your tattoo, do you get loads of dough? I mean, explain it to me, if anyone watches it, please just explain to me what the fuck the point of that show is, because it's bollocks, do you know what I mean? And in fact, (sighs) fucking hell, I'm getting angry now, you know another bollocks thing is? You see that thing that's going around Instagram stories at the minute where people are putting up just photos of their gormless looking mugs with like this, these squares on their head that like tells them again what you are, right? It's like, so say for example, it says, what Disney character are you? And then it flies through a load of names and stops someone and then, <laughs> whoa, you're that Disney character. Hey, spoiler alert, you're fucking not. You're you. You know what I mean? It's not going to... I'm going to put this wee thing in my head. So I'm going to go, what Disney character are you? Brum, bing. You're the genie. And I'm like, oh, what? As in, so now that means officially I am just the genie. I just have to go out and grant wishes. No, I'm still Dave. I just have used a stupid app. that just It's like me just writing on my head. Um, Paul Pogba. I am Paul. You're not Paul Pogba. You're Dave. You've written Paul Pogba in your head, you fucking idiot. You know, and then people are doing one today, being like, this is what's going to happen in 2020. Hey, again, spoiler, it's not. It's just a stupid random game. And again, why is it on your head? You know, what's the fucking relevance of that? Again, stupid. Just tattoo of us. Stupid. You know, something that would be decent would be, you know, where you have an app that maybe 
just tells you how much of a dickhead you are. You know what I mean? And then a big dick will appear on your head. Because anybody that uses those apps should all just have big dongs on their heads. You know, you should all just look like there's some sort of deformed elephant just walking about with a big trunk down their face. I mean, that's a very much a horse noise, not an elephant noise. But, you know, if you're going to do those things, you just should all have... They should just... What Disney character are you? Dick on the head. You know, Walt Dickney, that's who you should be. It's fucking stupid. I'm sick of seeing people polluting my my timeline with stupidity. You know, if you're going to put stuff on your Instagram, make it funny or sexy. <laughs> you know? Not difficult. Funny or sexy. Don't care about fashion or bodybuilding. You know what I mean? If you do some bodybuilding, I'll look at that. I'll look at people lifting heavy weights. I'll look at maybe... I mean, I'll make an exception for a red panda as well, you know, enjoy a red panda, but mainly just be funny or be sexy, you know, and that's about about the height of it. Don't be doing stupid fucking Disney characters. Also, guy, you're 35. You know, why do you want to know what Simpsons character? Oh, you're Apu? Oh, what's that mean? I just go out and speak with a racist accent? You know what I mean? Maybe, to be fair, that would be kind of fun. You know, if that was a fine, you just go out and people are like, hey man, why are you speaking that accent? And I'd be like, what do you mean? Is it because I uh, was in an app and now all of a sudden I'm a poo? Do you know what I mean? It's like bull shit. You know? You can't, it can't be racist if I am... So, if I am now a poo, you know, because of this app, I have transferred myself into being a poo from The Simpsons. Do you know? It's just stupid, because you're not. And, like, the people carry on being like, oh, no, no, now I'm Scarf from the Lion King. Death to the King. You know? It's stupid. Fucking stupid. I'm getting angry. I don't know what you guys feel about my podcast. Do you like it when I'm in a silly mood? Do you like it when I'm a bit of a silly sausage? Or do you like it when I'm a fucking angry? You're going to fucking angry about things. What do you think? Um, please let me know because, you know, sometimes I can get angry on podcasts and sometimes I just fucking... Mm. But yeah, anyway... I've been sticking them. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just hungry. You know, I've been sticking to this diet and training regimen. And I'm, I'm, I'm. To be fair, I weighed myself this morning, and I've broken into another stone category, which is always a fucking buzz. You know, to get down into the next number that you're trying to lose weight to. So now, once I'm in this one, the the, the plans just keep going down and down, kind of like the novel. But Stephen King wrote thinner. I just want to keep getting thinner and thinner until eventually. Guess what, baby? I don't exist no more. I'm just so thin. I'm the thinnest man on earth. That's what I just want to be. The thinnest guy on earth. And at this rate, you know, I'm doing that. I think I've probably lost close to a stone. Not over a stone or maybe a stone. Just close to a stone. Again, I don't know exactly from the beginning. Because when I got on the scales, it said error. And then the next time I got on, it was a bit less. And then this time, I think... If if I have if it's a full stone that errors the scales, I've lost the stone. If not, but I'm doing well with that. I'm I'm I did my first pump up today, stiff and sore. Lots of national trust in. Check my Instagram story, um, if you haven't already, because it was silly fun. You know, I've said this year that I want to be putting out more content now. I don't necessarily have a proper setup to do that. The film to get, you know, I just have to make do with do what I do. I got to make sure I do what I do. 
yeah, gotta do what I do. And um, yeah, just try and put out any content that I can. So I'm, I'm trying to do that. And you know, people seem to be enjoying a bit more of what I put. So I'll try and keep that happening going forward. Do you know? Speaking of going forward, it's fucking getting squeaky bum time for the end of my tour. Um, I'm doing like a an unofficial additional tour date on the 24th of January at the Front Page Bar in Balamina. Now, if you're a Balamina, a Balamaniac and you want to see me, quite literally the Front Page Bar holds 20 people. The event went on the Facebook tonight, so I don't know if those 20 seats are left. You know, So if you want to come to see me, Go to the front page bar and just buy your tickets now and, and come and see me. Have a nice time. It's a strange little one. Um, a strange probably a derogatory term. I don't mean it in that way. It's a unique setup in there in that it's such a small room. There's just drink service going on through the show. So you can just sit there like Robert Baratheon while little, little slave people, and by that I mean bar staff, bring you drinks. You know, so you can do that and laugh at my show. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. It's myself and uh, doing my R show, my dad tour show, and um, with support from one of my favorite up and coming comedians on the scene. The minute James McKegney. If you haven't already following, if you aren't already following James or haven't already heard of him or, or check him out, follow him on on social media huh? because he's a great guy. And um, I think he's got a lot of potential, a lot of promise. So. Hopefully we'll be seeing lots of great things from him this year. And all as well as that, another thing you like in an opener is just being signed. Now, um, if you've seen any of my shows so far, you know Aaron Butler's been opening for me. He's a busy boy. He's doing some filming at Colin's next SSE gig. So whenever I'm in a room doing a show in front of probably 20 people, Colin will be doing another gig in front of 3,000. But, I mean, that's just, you know, each to their own, you know? Each to their own, you know? And then after that, I'm at my tours rolling into Bogans and Oma. And tickets are selling all right for that too. Once again, Oma is Oma. And it's a good place with tickets being sold at the bar. So you can buy the tickets on shine.net or at the bar in Bogans. And if you want to come, just get, get on down. Get a ticket booked. Oma's always a great spot. Get in, check it out. Come see the show. Let's have a ball. You know, I'm not going to be getting drunk with you afterwards because of a big old drive to get back to Belfast and then on the banger because that's where I live that'd be real shit wouldn't it doing a gig in Oma drive to Belfast be like ah that's me and then you're like ah fuck I live another half hour away bollocks you know so yeah it's it's strange Um, and then the last tour date which I mean I'm doing a gig on the 6th of March in Galway it's been rescheduled but I don't even fucking know. You know, I'm just getting this tour out of the way and come to the Limelight Show because, listen, genuinely, I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you the truth and then I'll lie to you, but on this occasion, I'm telling you the truth. The tickets to my Limelight Show are selling really quickly. You know, there's not a load of them left. Would love to sell it out, you know, but... I'm not going to do that unless you just buy the last ticket. So if you're one of these guys, like, oh, I'm going to go to see your show. Well, where is it? Guess what's in the fucking limelight? Bang in the middle of Belfast. It's on a Saturday. And guess what? I will be drinking at that. I will be getting loose like the perverted goose. 
I know it's proverbial, but perverted sounds better. I'm going to be a perverted goose. That's going to be me on the 1st of February. I'm going to do my dad show. And then afterwards, I'm going to be this perverted goose. Just getting his big, long, royal loving neck into some fucking bubbly. And Lord knows where that's going to go. Because the last time I got steaming in the limelight, that gay guy's obviously rode off. Hung over for four days. But that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be sick looking. I'll be fucking ripped up, I'll be dieted up, I'll be sexy, I'll be full of energy, and I'm gonna be funny as fuck as well. Mmm. The perverted goose can't be stopped. I mean, that's a, a terrible alter ego I shouldn't be, be going for, because I feel like already I'm getting pumped up and psyched out be this perverted goose. Um, but on a side note, um, as well as being a perverted goose, I'm still a physique guy, so don't worry, I'll still be, I'll still be pumping up, I'll still be getting fucking swole and keeping on that physique life you know I'll have to I'll probably not work out the day after the show will be buggered um, with any luck with any luck but yeah um, I'm looking forward to that and again not only if you're going to buy tickets tell people get a squad together come to see the show you know if I could sell this this baby out if I could sell these shows I wouldn't have to talk about it every week and you wouldn't have to be listening to my podcast going Fuck's sake, every week he talks about his fucking shows. What's he like, stupid bastard? But that's the way of it. You know, that's how we do it here at The Weird Podcast. Now, guys, um, I have about 45,000 questions to go to this week, so I'll get on to them soon. But what I do want to push as well is the rating and reviewing of the podcast. Um, please, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, just for a minute, go over to the, the Apple Podcasts app, go on to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, please give me a five-star review and write something nice about the podcast. A lot of listeners like it whenever I read out the reviews in the podcast. Keep that coming, it's funny. Make the reviews as funny and as strange as you want, but also, you know, massage my ego for sure. But at the same time, you know, get on it. Rate the five stars, it helps the podcast. You know, we're trying to build it this year. I'm trying to focus on the podcast as one of my main targets this year. It's building it up, getting the listens up. And as much as I can do this, you know, I've said it before in a podcast, I got robbed by Facebook. They st- stole money out of my account because someone hacked it. And then, so basically my point is I'm not putting sponsored posts up. So I need you guys to be sharing the podcast Rating the podcast, getting it up in the iTunes charts, helping a brother out. You know, same with Boytown. If you like Boytown, get yourself over, give it five stars. We comment on that and we'll read it out in that podcast. Do you know what I mean? And speaking of plugging podcasts, my good friend Rory Woods has finally, like, finally brought back his Woodstock podcast. It's one of the podcasts I love listening to myself. So if you haven't already, check it out. It's called the Woodstock Podcast. Um, Woodsy's got a Woodsy's a really funny guy, great mate of mine, and also has a really great podcast that you know I've shouted at him about before. I'm like, hey man, listen, just put an hour aside and do a podcast every week. You know, keep you know keep feeding the people what they want. The followers want to see something. You know, keep it going out there and keeps the presence going on the social media uh-huh, every week, sharing the podcast, getting it out there. You know what I mean? Same with mine. So if you guys can keep sharing it. And your Instagram stories, retweeting, not just liking on Twitter, giving a retweet, I'd appreciate it, you know. Same same goes for if you're buying tickets to the show, put a wee flipping screen grab up on Instagram and I'll give that a big share for you. 
you know, it's nice to see how the tickets are going and who's coming because I feel like, without blowing my trumpet too much, my show is a great hour of stand-up, do you know? Again, some people are probably like, oh, it's all about fucking having it. Yeah, a bit of it's about having a kid. It's called Dad. I've had my daughter, you know? Albeit two years ago now, like, fucking hell, change the script, Davy. you know? But it's a funny show for everyone of bits in there that relate to everybody, even if you have kids, if you don't have kids, come along, it'll be, as they say, down south, a gas, it'll be, a pure, a pure gas, it'll be a pure gas, worst Irish accent I've ever done in my life, but anyway, let's all help, me, <laughs> let's all help the perverted goose, and the physique guy, get out there, right, now, listeners question, First question, big news, big question, big weirdo, all in once. Jamie Harrison has said, going to be a dad in May for the first time, what to do now? Jamie, first and foremost, sincerely, congratulations, my friend. It is super news. I'm buzzing for you. I'm buzzing for Mrs. Harrison as well. These are long-time supporters of this podcast, the Boytown Podcast. And I am now a supporter of you guys on your, your, your parenthood journey. And what do you do now? Hey, man, you go to bed. You sleep. You have naps during the day. You go out for pints in the afternoon when you feel like it. And you just live it up. Because once the bambino comes, you ain't going to have time for none of that shit. He's looking after the child, you know. So do do stuff that you think you, you won't be able to do with a kid now. You know what I mean? That's what I would do. And also definitely buy tickets to my show in the limelight and come and get bring a notepad, write notes. You know, take take notes because there'll be some tips in there. <clears throat> Wormball has said weird and then sent me uh let me see a story. Oh no. Oh no, I've not got the link right. Let me hear some, again, some computer wizardry from me. There we go. Got the link working. I am Steve Jobs. Wormball weird. And he said, oh yeah, well, for a start, Wormball, I've just read the title. And yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, weird's a word you would use for it. Horrific is the, the first word of the title. Man kills his grinder date, then cuts off his testicles and eats them. Court documents say a Michigan man who was allegedly murdered by his grinder date last month was found by authorities hanging from his ankles with his throat cut and parts of his body missing. Oh, that's gross. Um, I mean, that's literally the end of the story. You know, there's not much detail on it, but yeah, it's weird. There's a video here accompanying it. Um, but I don't want to play that because, again, it would be antisocial for you guys. But, yeah, I mean, to to kill someone and eat their, their testicles is definitely weird. I mean, you think, you know, maybe just shouldn't. You know, listen, maybe I, who am I to say? But maybe you shouldn't kill people, you know? And it's, it's weird too, isn't it? Like, if you want to cut off people's bits, why do people feel... The need to, to eat them. I never got that. Like, see, being into true crime and stuff like that, like learning about guys like Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, you're going, why did you? Why do you want to eat people 
freak. Why do you kill people? Freak. But eat them's even weird. So yeah, Warren Ball, I'm definitely going to say that story is pretty weird. Um, for sure, Graham Carson has said, Good day, Papa Shango. Love the podcast. Long time listener and first time questioner. <laughs> As a fellow balding dude. I mean, that's just a great phrase. <laughs> As a fellow balding dude, have you ever considered a pilgrimage to the land of Turkey to get the old hair transplant? Or are you just going to go full Andy Parsons and bake that shit off? I mean, to be honest with you, Graham, um, it's weird. See, when you're younger, like when I was funny because in work, right, my, my work pass expired because I've been working in the same place for 10 years now. So you have to get a new work pass. And they were like, hey, do you want us to just use the same photo we used in the last pass? And I said, no. Because people are going to look at that pass and go, hey, man, that's not you. That's a sexy young boy with spiky hair and no beard. And you're essentially an old fat ball guy with a big bushy grey beard. And I'll be like, yeah, that's true. So you need a new picture. But joking aside, right, I think hair... Well, to me, I know some people are like, my hair is everything without my hair. I'd be nothing. And you go, yeah, you're probably a shit personality to blame for that, not nothing else. But, you know, for me, it's like, I sort of look at myself like, hair was a bit of a peacocking thing. You know, you needed your hair to try to be sexy, to try and get people to fancy and go, you know. Whereas, like, now I'm old, I'm married, I'm sexy enough, you know, I'm just going to let the hair go naturally. Now, obviously, Graham... As a, as a, as a long time listener, so you say you've maybe neglected the fact that I've stated that I'm growing my hair like Hulk Hogan. When the top goes, the sides and back are getting long. Like fuck the the short back and sides. I'm with the long back and sides, baby. I want to get that that flipping bald ponytail. Like how can you be bald with long hair? Think about it. That's what I'm gonna be. But I mean, if I was ever getting a hair transplant, which I which I won't be getting. I definitely wouldn't go somewhere where they're cheap. I would save up and get it done properly. Um, and, I mean, I'm going to say, like, I've not seen a hair transplant to date that I've gone. That's class. You know, like, they all, like, when Rooney got his, he just, like, they just made this really unnatural hairline. And I was, like, weird looking. And then his hair's falling out again now. His head just looks like a big scarred, weird, bald, haired, David Guest type freak show you know so no i haven't actually considered going to turkey for the old hair transplant or bicking it off i'm just gonna go for the the, the combo i'm not gonna leave stragglers on top you know probably in the meantime till i go totally bald on top i'll just take it to a one all over you know and just let there be a bit of baldness up there but i think a sheer bick wouldn't suit me you know um you and carson pro i don't know is are you relation to graham who knows He's asked, who's the the most fun, cum-loving guys in this order? Um, Freddie Mercury, Nigel Dodds, Elton John, and George Michael. <clears throat> hmm. I'm going to say the least fun would be Nigel Dodds, because, I mean, it's Nigel Dodds. So, second to him and least fun, I'm going to say Elton John. I think Elton John is a bit of a grumpy bastard, you know? Um, then next I'd say would be Freddie Mercury because I think Freddie um, was was fun in his day but then also I think he was a wee bit of a, 
a bit of a bitch. You know, again, I'm just judging all that entirely on the film Bohemian Rhapsody. But yeah, and I mean, George Michael is just a great guy. You know, great guy, loved walking his dog. You know, loved singing, loved going to the toilet in public places. That was just what he was into. And to me, you know, you and that's fun. You know, I enjoy walking. You know, I'm a National Trust guy and I enjoy going to the toilet. Um, next question from, it looks like a bot, K4N364. You know, you would be, I if I saw that on, on Instagram, I'd be like, hey guy, can you please point out all the set of lights that you see um, in this picture, of this, this grid of pictures, please, because that's definitely a bot's name. You know, tell me your real name, my man. Um, good evening, Papa Bear. Hope all's well. <clears throat> I'm wondering if you've ever heard of any of these weird laws in the UK. Did you know that it's illegal to handle a salmon in suspicious circumstances? Um, and how would you go about handling a salmon suspiciously? Cheers, Papa Bear. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast. I mean... I think it's quite a suspicious um, thing anyway. You know, he's handling a salmon. But let me see some of these strange laws that are still in existence in the UK today. You know what I mean? What I could do is, is go out with a piece of salmon and handle it in a, in a strange way. Let me see. Legal system in Britain is a product of centuries of law creation, alteration and destruction. The UK still has many archaic pieces of legislation to prove it. Catching... Catching sturgeon, importing potatoes, and even drinking too much in the pub all have legal consequences. Um, and also there's some advert that's just fucking appeared on my screen and I don't want to see it. Um, let's see. Research revealed the 10 lesser known... Uh, I don't want to see these fucking ads. Google, not interested. Get rid of the fucking ad. Um, it's for yay, whatever it is. It's just purple across my whole screen. Um, 10 lesser known. Fucking hell, let me see. Uh, the concerns is that, uh, you know what? You know what? I'm really sorry about this. K4694365. Um, this. Fly B advert has fucked my page up and I can't read the story and it's annoyed me. So I'll tell you what to do. Please paste me those 10 things that I'll talk about it next week because I just can't get rid of it and it's just bad content for me to just go through all this stuff right now whilst I'm trying to do a dying podcast. So again, I apologise. Gareth Owen said, Hey, banger, pint man. Firstly, Happy New Year. Secondly, Following on from your chat in the Boytown podcast, can I just say to all the other weirdos, men especially, to talk to each other, if you're feeling down or crappy or not yourself, it's 100% okay, and I'm here by offering a listening ear if needed. Very nice, Gareth. I um, appreciate you, you paying attention to that and being, you know, open with it and just, you know, throwing your own name in the ring there. And just reiterate it, do. I want to just encourage people to chat more, you know. Rather than being sad, talk. Don't be sad, but talk. That's the thing. Um, Daniel McTurnan, <laughs> McTee has said, biggest bush pubic region you've seen on a person. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a good question, but I haven't kept a detailed enough uh, inventor, in inventory sorry, of, of all the bushes that I've seen. I will point out that I did see a man once at the gym with a big black 
bush, so black, so dense, that I couldn't actually see a bollock or a piece of dick. So he could have just effectively just been a female who had managed to be extremely hairy and got herself into into the the men's change rooms. But yeah, that was probably the biggest bush that I've ever seen, you know? And um yeah, I mean, it's, t- it's a tough one. I mean, a lot of guys are manscaping these days. You know, a lot of guys are trimming the bushes up. I spoke about a guy once before in the podcast. He had a Brazilian and a Prince Albert piercing. That was fairly, fairly strange. Um, the opposite of a bush that was really, really maintained. But, I mean, I was pretty impressed. There's this guy. <laughs> the fair, so the most impressed I've been in a bush. There's this guy I saw. I say guy. He was a boy. Um, whenever I was in P seven, I just did the wee, you know, the the sort of standard little pink dick that you have when you're a pupil's wonder. <laughs> I said a wee pink dick, and you know what? In primary school, you used to get changed in the classroom with just like all the other boys and girls, cause it's just what you did before you did PE. I just remember it getting changed, and there was just one guy who just had a full grey dick. Like, we all these wee skinny, pointy, pink wee dicks with tiny wee balls kind of looked a wee bit like an aardvark's face. You know, a wee miniature, aard- a wee miniature pink aardvark's face. You know, it was so, so pink. And then this guy just had a grey schlong, pubes, everything, hurry legs, hurry chest, armpit hair. You know, he had a UDA tattoo as well. Maybe he was just doing the old jump street thing, but it was definitely like, oh, well, why do you have that, you know, why have you stole your dad's dick, like, why are you wearing it on yourself? Because you need to have a little pink dick like us, boy But that was the most impressive I've seen, so I didn't understand or know what puberty was at that stage. So I'm just running about with my pecker, and there's this guy with a piece. You know, like, I'm talking a bit, I guess, I mean, it was six inches, like, you know what I mean? And for a ten-year-old with a six-inch floppy, that's, that's impressive, you know? Um... <laughs> It was still this day. Like, say if he walked into a room now in the change room, if me and him, if me and this guy's 10-year-old self were in a gym change room, you'd probably be like, he's older than you. You know, this guy had sideburns and a ball patch, and he was 10, you know, and a grey dick. I mean, Daniel, cheers for the question. That was probably the most impressive thing I was saying. Luke Gorman said, Bon dia, David. Hope all's well. Quick question for you this week. What's your go-to place for lunch meal our lunch meal deal and what do you get? Hmm. I love a hoisin duck wrap and a smoothie and some southern fried veg raiders from Tesco's. Um, I don't know. If I was doing a lunch meal deal, I'd maybe probably, you know, I'd go to somewhere like Asda would have been when I would when I would have had what I would have what I would have had uh, yeah MC let's go um, what I would have had there was just like uh, probably I mean, it's going to sound boring but some days you just have so many different sandwiches there you settle for an old faithful just a soft bread ham and cheese sandwich with a little bit of mayo then I would have gone for a bottle of Lucasade and a pack of potato crisps you know yours is obviously um, a wee bit more health directed but whenever it's just being a pie that's what I'm going for but now I don't do meal deals what I do is just bring my flask with me 
of water so as I'm not killing seals. You know, that's what I do. I save the environment by bringing my own reusable flask. Then I also, uh, for work tomorrow, what I've got, I've got some cooked chicken. We cooked the full chicken for the Sunday dinner. Got the cooked chicken and I have um, some some hot rice and asparagus. So that's what I'm eating at the minute because I'm a physique guy, you know. And Ali Campbell, the lead singer of UB40, has said, what's the perfect takeaway order for a lazy Saturday night? Davy boy, I'm talking full meal, including drink options. Right, okay, you're going meal. Say we're going pizza. You gotta get pizza. If you're going super fat, you get a pizza. You get some chicken wings. You get some cheesy bites. You know, if you're splitting it with someone else, you maybe get a cheesy garlic bacon chip or something. You know, you get the pizza and then you get a drink. You get Coke. It's always gotta be a tin of Coke. Do you know, always a tin of Coke. But I mean, if you're getting the perfect takeaway order, just just go to Pizzini in Hollywood. Order the tw- get a twelve inch Mexican. And then, and then order your pizza. <laughs> You'll get a 10, 12 inch Mexican pizza and a tin of Coke, and that's just bang. Perfect. You can't get a better takeaway than that, than the 12 inch Mexican from Pizzini in Hollywood and a tin of Coke. That's just, I mean, there you go. Ali, it's your answer. You've beaten it. But now for our cheat meal this week, we are going to have some pizza. I don't know whether it'll be an oven pizza or what, but. Me and her are going to split a pizza. So I might, might get a, a, a Dolce Vita. I've been recommended by Aaron Butler. And Banger, I haven't tried it yet. So I might try Dolce Vita and see what that's like. And the last question of the day is from Chris Kavanagh. He said, um, Hi, Poppy. Um, I've sent in questions for Boytown, but not here yet, even though I'm a loyal listener. Sorry for being sly. Yeah, it is fairly sly. Um, firstly, absolutely fair fucks for the talk about mental health. It's a strong thing to talk about, so major respect to the commander-in-chief. Secondly, I'm on a bit of a 2020 fit hype myself, so wondering if we might check in maybe once a month or so publicly with any weight loss, etc., for some friendly competition and accountability. Love the all. You know what, Chris? If that's what you want, we can do that. Haven't done any weird community segments in a while, so if anyone's interested in doing like a, a weird fitness push, let me know. We can make that happen. Also, people, you know, as if you want to start your own wee group, you know, on Facebook or whatever, do that. Haven't actually checked into the weird podcast uh, Fantasy Football League in Wild Ballics. I'm going to have to play my wild card and just get going for the second half of the season to try and, cl- like, clamber back up the charts because I'm probably doing really shit. But, listen, if I'm, I'm up for that. If I can encourage people to keep you know, training, keeping fit, I'm all for that because I could do that myself. I think accountability is the main thing, you know, so if you want me to call people out, Chris, I can do that. I can support you. I can roast you, whatever you need. I mean, I'm up for, for doing that myself, if that helps. So, yeah, it's the end of the podcast. Once again, guys, um, thank you for listening. Um, spread the word. You know, retweet Instagram stories. Do whatever you can to share there. Buy tickets to my shows. And if you want to be a Patreon, go over to Patreon and join at Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. There's another bonus podcast out there that popped up last week. I'll probably record another bonus podcast for that next week because I'm just going to maybe keep that going bi-weekly rather than monthly because I'm so organised. But guys, listen, enjoy your week. You know, um, keep your heads up and, be, and look after each other, you know. 
look after each other, but first and foremost, look after yourselves. Remember, there's always someone there to listen if you want. Alright guys, I love you. Take care and see you next week.